Hi, I'm Toby Morrell, solo artist, Seacoast worship leader extraordinaire. I've played in Emory, I've played in Matt and Toby, and I even work on the website badchristian.com. This podcast is going to rule. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Church Collective podcast. There's so many cool things going on with the Church Collective. We definitely want to connect with you. Head over to thechurchcollective.com. Just uh, check out the recent posts. Hit join the collective. Be a part of what we're doing. There's some amazing stuff coming up, and we, we want you to be with us. We want you to be a part of it. Um, we want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. So be sure to head over to the site, thechurchcollective.com. In this episode, Miles, Casey, and myself uh, interviewed Matt and Toby from Bad Christian and Emory, and it was just a really, really fun conversation. They have their own podcast over at badchristian.com. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 36. Yeah, we got into, I mean, we've been in the band Emory for a long time. And so when you're doing, when you're playing in a band, uh, it's weird because you get known and you can become really well known, but it's just for one thing. So we're known for writing uh, screamy, singy music, and that's it. So we're not known for necessarily our sense of humor, our personalities, or even uh, anything else. But we feel like being in a band and the, all the stuff that we've seen through the years, uh, being uh, around secular crowds almost entirely, and then all of a sudden we're in, church crowds and we do Christian stuff as well. So that's been such a crazy experience that we want to share all of our, what I would say is just a really broad point of view of, of humanity in general from both Christian and secular. We find that people that are in churches are overly immersed in church culture and then people that are not, they have no experience with Jesus at all. And so ours is so broad, we want to share that and we want to do that through talking, podcasting, writing, um, and any other kind of thing that we can do. So that's that's what all this is. We're going to do more than just music from now on. We're going to do everything that we like and care about and communicate in as many ways as we can to share our perspectives. Yeah, cool. uh, just being, just having been in a band for so long, I, the number one thing we do is talk in the bus. You know what I mean? We just talk and talk and talk and talk, and we just have lots of ideas, and we also just want to be honest with people. So that's kind of like Matt was saying, this is – just a genesis kind of started from just us just being real with each other and it just kept going and going and uh once we started doing living room shows matt and i we just saw more and more that people uh were responding to that not necessarily us or that we're smart or that we're even that cool people really do respond to truth they just like it i mean it's a good thing so everybody kind of wants some of that so when you're just even being when you're just being honest people really respond to it and we just want people to be more honest and open that's great. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, talk about the uh, talk about the book. So you guys wrote a book. Yeah, we did. The book's called Bad Christian, Great Savior. And uh, we, we, the first thing we do in that book is just we just tell personal stories about ourselves and about each other that are pretty much all negative because in Christian culture especially, everybody's just focused on like projecting of an image a lot of times of what they want to be or what they feel like they should be or, or you know, and that kind of thing. And the truth is, if you know somebody really good, they're, 
you know, there's lots of bad stuff about them. And so instead of protecting that, our whole thing is we're going to, we want to be upfront and open about who we really are and, and the bad stuff. And if we trust and believe in Jesus, then uh, that should be okay for that to be out in the open. So we just tell some relatively negative stories, which is kind of, you know, counter to the typical person that t- writes a book that has the good credentials. Well, our, ours are all bad. We're not, we're not that great at all. And uh, what we realize is that uh, the Bible is full of people like that. That's, that's more the typical person you see in the Bible. And the rest of the book goes through, well, what is a bad Christian in the Bible? Or what is a bad Christian in uh, church culture? And what does it mean to be a bad Christian in community? So we just kind of go through that, uh, just looking at it from a little bit different way than, than people traditionally do. And if it makes us look bad, that's okay, is what we figure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. How was that? How was that process of? I'm assuming you guys never published a book before. Could that's be wrong. right. <laughs> how was that? How was that process? You know, I mean, you guys are musicians, and you've been around that for so long. How was it? Kind of getting into the mode of writing and um, putting that stuff together. Well, well, it was really hard, especially because it's uh, three three different guys' perspective. So it's not just like one person writing a book with your stream of thought and your ideas. We had to collaborate together, so that that made it uh, probably even a little bit more difficult. But in some ways, it helped just because we could bounce our ideas off of each other. And then you're right, just figuring out how to release this thing. What does it look like to get hard copies? How do we get it uh, for sale as an ebook? All those different things are. We, it kind of ended up being a lot like just figuring out how do you sell your record. You know what I mean? Like we we'd been selling records for a long time, so uh, it's just kind of that same idea of just figuring those things out. But uh, overall, it it is really crazy at the end of the day. Now, this is just a really short book. We're going to be writing a longer one in very soon. But, um, you know, just to ha- actually say you have a book out is pretty cool. Um, yeah. that, that feels really awesome. Now, the only bad thing about it is, like Matt was saying, that we said a lot of bad stuff just honestly about ourselves. Like, we wanted to make sure people know that we're bad Christians with a great Savior. So, basically, we haven't told – almost none of our families have read the book. Because <laughs> we don't want to be some – Please don't read yeah. it. No, I, yeah. You know what? My mom and dad do not know that I wrote a book because I just don't want to go there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I have opposite but, problem. My mom's always into all the stuff that we do and overly like looks at it and I have to be really careful because she gets her feelings hurt super easy. She'll probably find this podcast just by Googling yeah. around on the internet and she'll find out I did this one. <laughs> she'll be hurt that I'm saying this right now. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Um, so if someone wants to get, get the book, what, what do they do to get the book? Where, where, like, where can you get it? Can you get a hard copy? Is it ebook yet? Where can you get oh, it? Oh, yeah. You, just, you can just get it on Amazon. If you go to Amazon and search Bad Christian, uh, you'll find it. Or you can go to badchristian.com. We usually have it posted somewhere or another in there. Uh, and uh, it, Yeah, there's a, we have a web store on badchristian.com where you can find all our stuff. So. Should be pretty easy. There's not there's not a ton of, of uh, people out there advertising uh, bad Christian, right? It's yeah. kind of, uh, you know, it's it's pretty easy to find on Google. Yeah, cool. All right, good good to know. Um, so podcast, you guys mentioned the podcast is a big deal for you guys on your site. Um, I've got your site up right here. I'm looking at it. Um, talk a little bit about you guys. You know, have a few episodes mm-hmm. up. What's really like the focus of the podcast, I'm seeing a variety of subjects and, and different people. What's really your overall goal of what you want people to be able to get out of your podcast time? Well, I think probably the, the same as everything else we do. 
we just want to be honest and be ourselves and we love to cut up and have a good time. That, that's kind of one of the downsides of having been in a, you know, serious screamo heavy band that was very emotional. Like we couldn't goof off like times that we would goof off. People didn't really like it because they wanted us to be super emotional and even maybe a little dark every time they saw us. And we want to, you know, wear painters outfits and helmets on stage and jump around like goofballs. So, uh, you know, we've always wanted to pursue that in podcasting, as you guys know, it's just a great way to just to be able to have conversation and cut up and, and kind of just be yourself. So ours, uh, I would say definitely our podcast probably pushes the limits. We've already gotten, uh, you know, a little bit of pushback here and there just from, cause we're, <laughs> we're, we're just being honest. And, uh, when I say that we're just being ourselves. So our personalities come out as abrasive sometimes as they are. But uh, we really do like it, and uh, so far it's been really good, man. We we actually it was really crazy. Like, um, and I know it's not because we have the most listeners in the world, but when our podcast first came out, we eventually got to like in the top ten of all podcasts for a little while. We we're like, whoa, this is crazy, and we well, kept, uh, you know, we just been working at it, uh, getting better and better. Uh, we got a lot of awesome guests coming up in the future, so it's just you know it's kind of that thing of just figuring out, just like. It's funny because, like I said before, we've been you know creating music and writing music and, and being a band for so long that uh, a lot of this kind of flows into that, but it's just kind of a different uh, avenue, I guess. Kind of similar ways of going about things, but, but it's a whole different type, style of, or type of content. So it's a lot of fun, man. Our, our podcast, I would say, really will make you laugh out loud at least once or twice and probably once or twice make you go, man, these guys are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. It's just the the goal of our podcast is not necessarily to convey a bunch of truths or answer questions or solve problems. It's it's just to give people a point of view of Christians hanging out for real. So if you're uh, uh you know somewhere and you're alone, you feel like you're sitting in the room hanging out with people that you like to hang around. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, that's that sounds great. Uh, so let's switch gears here for um, a little bit. Um, you want to ask him some. Emery question. Yeah, um, Casey's I've, Casey's the like resident Emery fan here. So ever since the weeks ends came out. Um, how old are yeah. you? Yeah. How old was I? I was going into seventh grade. Um, yeah. So uh, how old are you now? I'm 21. Great. That's so crazy. It's been like it's like his whole life basically. So. Ten years now because <laughs> weeks end came out in 2004, right? Ten years. Yep. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, I missed your guys' ten year anniversary show when I was bummed. You guys skipped my part of California. <laughs> but what part's um, that? San Luis Obispo. You guys came here in two thousand six and I saw you for the um Slow Brew. Yeah. Or no, it was yes. like two thousand six. Slow Brew's awesome. I love that place. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's totally awesome. But uh yeah, you guys just put out a, a demo for your new album coming out. Do you guys wanna kind of elaborate on what this album's kind of going to look like, or are you guys not releasing any details yet? What are you mean? Like we have confidential details about our albums? <laughs> Classified. Sorry. You guys' albums are pretty carefully picked and packed. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if you guys are kind of saving kind of the concept behind this one, or if it's, I don't know, just kind of elaborate on this album. Yeah, it's and funny because, it you know, albums kind of come together slowly, and then it's not really until the end of it, until you see the product and hear the songs and start making the final song order and deciding exactly what the track titles are going to be before we really know what the album is going to feel like or look like or be like at all. So it, it really is kind of wide open right now. We have a couple of songs 
songs that are pretty far down the road, demo rough wise. And then we have some that we haven't even started writing and some that are in the middle. So we don't totally know what the album is going to look like or, or be about lyrically, but we are, uh, we do have a lot of, of, of themes and stuff going, but the title of the album is called You Were Never Alone, and it's really just a, it's just us saying that the music is not just ours, it's us and it's the fans together. Our band is, is everybody together. It's not just something we do, because we've realized that over the years, that when you make music and put it out, it's the same in worship music, it, there's something... It's not about just what happens on stage or just the sounds that come out of the speakers, and, and the musicians that are playing it or making it don't own uh, those sounds. They don't get to necessarily cause the interpretation that's something that happens in other people and that that ultimately god decides what he's going to do with music and with art and how and other people you know it's it's a super fluid process and it's not an isolated one so the name of this album is you're never alone and uh it, it you know it just kind of speaks to that because that's what people tell us over the years that like, you wrote this song and, and it means this and it means this to me and it's like well that wasn't our goal or our intent and if that if this song saved your life for instance, we get that a lot. We say, well, surely that wasn't when we went to the B minor chord, that wasn't a life-saving chord at all. That wasn't the goal for it, but uh, but God saw fit to use it, and we're thankful for that. So do you guys have a general idea of when the album's going to release, or is it just too far down the road at this moment? It's supposed to be in August. In August? Yep. I bet that won't happen, though. I'm, I'm going to bet money that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I hope it does, though. I hope it does, but I have a strong suspicion that things are going to come up, and maybe it might end up being like September, even October. But maybe August of 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. August 2015. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are looking at a full-length album? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll be doing a full-length <laughs> album, and then some of our uh, – What's going to be kind of cool is we we did this with the Matt and Toby um, pre-sale, um, but one of our packages is that uh, you can have like a, a hidden track on the album, and, and we were able to take people's lyrics um, on our last uh, pre-sale uh, packages um, and really make some awesome songs. So we're hoping to do that again, that our fans would be able to send us their lyrics, and we were able to make them into like Emory songs, basically, and that's kind of the point of our record that... Our fans are us. We are them. So we kind of want to do that at the end. We'll do a full length, you know, uh, album, and then even you know the secret tracks at the end will be Emory songs that our fans basically help us write. So that'll be kind of cool too. Yeah. Super. That's, yeah, that's really neat. Uh, so you guys are going to tour, right? Yeah. With uh, when the album comes out, and I was looking on the the campaign page, and so you guys are going to mostly do songs off the the Question album, and then are you going to be doing any of the new ones that are going to be releasing? Yeah, we're trying to figure out what would be a really fun tour. We just did the Weeks In one, and it was so much fun to play those old songs, and the people liked it so much, and that was super focused on that, so we don't exactly want to go back and repeat our whole career one year at a time, although that would be kind of fun too. We want so we're gonna what we're gonna try and do is figure out a way to play some nostalgic stuff because everybody loves that and uh, do the new stuff. So we'll make it more of a focused tour is the idea where we do some of both. But it, but you'll kind of know what you're getting because people really like that. Oh, I get to hear some of these songs and I really like the new song. So that's kind of what we're thinking at this time. But we don't have it designed yet. Yeah. Is in a lose lose situation on the list at all? Well, you like that one. Oh, that's my favorite. Really? No, we don't. I don't think we get that one a lot as far as a favorite song, but certainly we could do it. Yeah. I would fly across the country. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys coming back to uh, San Luis Obispo when you do that tour? Well, now come on, San Luis Obispo isn't that far from Southern California or North. I mean, you could go, you could go to San Francisco if you wanted to, couldn't you? That's true. I was going to catch you guys. In- I'd rather walk like five minutes downtown though. So, you know. <laughs> uh, so cool. So you guys, so you talked about. Um, I know um, you guys are involved Mars Hill. Is that correct? Some. Yeah, Matt is. I, I used to work at Mars Hill, and now I work at a church in Charleston, South Carolina, called Seacoast. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm, familiar, I'm familiar. I've heard the name. So you guys do, do you help out or do worship leading in those those churches? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah we both do. We, but neither of us had ever done uh, leading worship before at all until uh, just a couple of years ago when Toby got his job on staff at Mars Hill. We knew the guy that was running the music department. I'd been going there a long time, but had never been involved in the music. And so Toby got this job and we were uh, doing just different things. We were doing Matt and Toby. And, you know, so it was kind of a crazy thing. And we, so we just, both of us, cause we do everything we do together. We're working on the Matt and Toby album and Toby just got this job. So we both got kind of super interested in leading worship and what that was and how we found how challenging it was. We thought it would, I always thought it would be easy to do, you know, cause it seems like the simple music you do at church and we do way harder stuff than that. But it yeah. turns out it's uh, incredibly difficult and challenging kind of thing. So Toby was on staff and that was when I first started. For me, I've never even been a singer before, so it's extra challenging. So doing any singing at all is kind of a nightmare for me. But it's this that's the challenging part that I really like. So Yeah. Well what's uh what's maybe like the top like two or three things you've learned um getting into it really recently? What what's like the top two or three things you've learned about how to succeed you know, doing your job well, being a worship leader? Uh, let's see. I would say the big thing for me was uh, coming from a background where we toured and played music so long, I expected to naturally go into, um, oh, well, this is just like that. You know, you're just, you know, it's like playing a show. You just, you know, you, the band will, will play some songs and then, you know, and the crowd will be awesome and that'll be it. That's one and thing right that's, off the get-go. As soon as we start leading worship, people, we keep referring to it as the crowd. And yeah, we, I know. They, 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 <laughs> yeah, Mar, the, when I worked at Mars Hill, the folks, they used to always make fun of me for saying that because I was like, well, the crowd is, you know, you're, I guess you're supposed to say congregation, but it is a crowd. <laughs> that, that, that work does work. But, uh, so, but it's not the same. Uh, leading worship is so much more different because you actually are leading people into something that isn't about you. I mean, it's not, I mean, in essence, I would say it's not even about the music. Um, it's all about Jesus. So uh, the big thing that was for me was after the, the first time I led, I actually was extremely nervous because I was like, oh, whoa, well, you know, we're trying to uh, help usher in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit and just really um, be a, a be a, a a background, I guess, if you will, so that people are able to worship and we don't interfere or any hindrance to that. So uh, I actually really kind of almost got uh, anxiety from that because I was like, oh, man, I really have to, you know, really be on, on top of what I'm doing. And I can't do, you know, if, if I screw up, then it's going to mess somebody up from worshiping. Or what if a new person comes and it's no good, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize really quickly that I was making it about me and, and not about God as well, just my perfection or, you know, the quality that I wanted to, to bring to the church um, was actually inhibiting uh, me from worshiping, my band from worshiping. And then I think that probably ended up going towards the congregation too. So I learned 
actually pretty quickly I was like, wait a minute, I just got to take a break. Even if we're playing the simplest nothing song, it's not anything spectacular. It, you know, even if the notes are bad, even if the harmonies are off, if our hearts are right, then it'll be great. God will use that. So that that was a huge learning thing for me that don't make it about me because when you're in a rock band, you know, people are paying you know, twenty some dollars or more sometimes to to come see you play, and you want to put on a great show. When you're leading worship, you're not putting on a show at all. All you're doing is literally helping people engage in worship, and and so that that was a huge learning point for me. Yeah, awesome. Matt, you got any? You, Matt hasn't learned anything. <laughs> I haven't. I'm, I've yet to learn anything. No, for, for me, what's uh, interesting is I don't have anywhere close to that thing that a lot of worship leaders have about about being perfect because I am so far off. Toby's a great worship leader. He's a great singer. He's already been a front man. And for me, uh, I don't really possess those skills at all. I'm just an arranger kind of guy, writer and arranger. So, and I'm not even a singer at all. So doing this for me has just been like super embarrassing process you know i'm not good at it at all so i had to rely on stuff like uh for what i guess what i've learned from that most is people it still goes well a lot of times when i lead worship and i get compliments all the time and it's funny because they're never about how good sounding it was it was always your personality is so cool like people will say man i love when you lead worship it's the best and i go here it comes and it's always something about your disposition is so cool or the way you talk is so southern that makes people really loosen up or you know things like that or it's just it, you're so funny up there or your facial expression stuff like that and say it really makes people feel at ease and and loose so that's the that's the only strength i've got i try to just be comfortable because i i think church is way too stiff i think christians are way too stiff and, and church services just are so when you hear somebody up there uh leading worship and they do the call to worship part or, or something in between to me almost always sounds like uh, charlie brown's teacher talking and you do this and we will praise him and i'd not even listen to what you're saying anymore and it's just so much you know what i mean so i think you have to bring some life to it and just lighten up loosen up a little bit and i think that helps people because everybody at the the baseball game sings take me out to the ball game they don't worry about it everybody's loose so I think you right. can have. I think it's okay to have that in church as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a that's a great point. Do you feel like when you guys got into to doing it, coming from um, being in the music scene so long and touring and, and being in a really successful band, do you feel like people maybe had a high expectation of all oh, these guys from Emory are going to be coming in leading the worship, so it's just going to be amazing? Did you like feel that kind of pressure, like sliding into it? I did for sure. Um, and I, I think that's what kind of caused some of my anxiety and I had to just kind of let that go and just, um, and now honestly I feel more free than I ever had leading worship. I would say too, one thing about, um, Mars Hill is that so many of the bands at each churches are, and the worship leaders are so good that that, that, that makes me want to attain a higher level as well. And I kind of put a pressure on myself just comparing myself or, you know, uh, uh, saying, "Oh, well, I got to, I got to push farther. I got to take this music to the next level." And uh, I think I've just kind of matured over the last couple of years, and just realized that once again, that it just doesn't matter if uh, you're worshiping, then it, people will worship. You know, we, we I really do want to be the backing band, and not, and I don't want people to even see, regardless of Emory, I don't want even people to see Toby myself. You know, just because. I just want them focused on worship, focused on singing and, and praising the Lord. So uh, now, in the beginning, yes, now I think I'm, I'm okay with who I am and that I can worship freely regardless of if a congregation is staring at me or not. Yeah, that's, that's great. 
Cool. Um, Ryan, you got anything on your mind that you want to ask? Oh, the worship stuff was just really cool. Um, I guess maybe if you could speak to like just general like worship leaders, like as, as you connect with so many people and musicians, I'm sure you get people come up after you uh, do a concert or even do, when you're leading. Like, do, do you find like there's a common question or is there a common like, hey, I really need help with this? And like, could you maybe speak into that if there, you feel like you, you see something? I think it's like I think I think it's this way everything in life, but especially with music and artistic stuff, people will always come up to you and they think, well, I have some amount of interest and talent and then the rest is supposed to, ha- you know, so now I'm expecting the rest to fall into place. So what? OK, now what? I'm a really good singer. Can I be can I be the leader of the band next week? Can I go on tour with Emory next week? Because, I mean, you, you should hear my voice. <laughs> It's really good. Yeah. And so that that to me, that, I mean, we're, we're just basically, Toby and I are this way. We're both from a small town in the south, and I would consider us really, really blue-collar artists because a lot of artists are high-minded and artistic, but we're pretty pretty blue-collar about it, and everything to us is just you put your head down, you work hard, you do stuff like that. So I think the thing that people always want is, well, when is this going to happen for me? And, mm-hmm. and to us, that's never been a thing. To If you want to be a worship leader, then just, I don't know, go be one. Be a, Go be a bad one. That's fine. That's what I'm doing. I'm a bad one, but I'm doing it. I don't know what else to tell you. Sure. So, I, so that's, 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 I'd say a pretty common thing. Okay. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, the big thing, the question we all, that I always get or that we've always gotten to is just, well, how do I get good or how, how do I get to be doing what you're doing? And, uh, I think with worship leading, one of the biggest weaknesses I see from a lot of worship leaders is that they only listen to worship music. I've, mm-hmm. I've noticed that a lot, that they are not branching out and trying other music and honoring God that way. And I just think that's, uh, they're really denying themselves of a lot of, uh, awesome learning, I guess, you know, I mean, I I think it's, it's, that, that gets a little frustrating to me. There was a worship leader I was talking with, um, just recently within the last few months and I was asking him, you know, what, what, what CDs do you have in your car? What did you just last listen to? And it was all worship leaders and I didn't know any of them. So I've been actually exposing myself more like before I led worship, I really never listened to Christian radio. I never really listened to, to any kind of contemporary or main, uh, worship i guess um and so i've been exposing myself to that and i think there is a lot of it that is good and i think a lot of it's bad but i just i really think people should expose themselves to a lot of different things because i also find myself uh seeing too a trends in in worship music that are oh whatever's popular right now a month or two or a year from now it'll be popular in the christian world right. and it'll be just a copy of that and I, i'd way rather i feel like Christians are just as talented and have as much artistic, uh, you know, gifts as anybody in the secular world. And so why aren't we creating? Why aren't we pushing the, the edges and the limits? You know what I mean? That, that's what we really want. I want the secular world to go, oh, my gosh, this Christian music is so awesome. We got to copy it. And why is it always the other way around? You know what I mean? So I, I think just pushing yourself and trying to, to, to go that, that extra mile with, hey, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do these things. Now, that, that doesn't mean crazy uh, guitar riffs or the wildest piano parts or the weirdest rhythms. Everything's in nine or 12. Or, you know, that, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> the songs can be simple, and they should be. They should be able – they should be very singable because that's what we're trying to do. We want people singing and worshiping. Mm. But you can push the limits of yourself. And, uh, and – I think that all boils down to sing a new song to the Lord. You know what I mean? I really do think that that's what we should be doing. Sure. So you've probably effectively uh, 
convicted a lot of worship leaders to go to go to go listen to some more stuff. Do you I have like so. you have you have like a top couple? So like, what what are some albums that they should go grab? Like creative, like how to, to get their creative juices going? What would you recommend? Uh, I don't know. We we listen to honestly. I listen to so much different stuff that I mean. I, I listen to everything from like rap to um, you know hardcore to uh, soft stuff. Like right now, honestly, this this goes to show you like. Um, where I'm at right now is I'm listening to all just super old country, like, you know, like Willie Nelson or Johnny Cash or even, uh, some new stuff like, um, like the Avett brothers. I don't know if you've seen that or, yeah. um, uh, do you know the, ba- the band, uh, band of horses, they're kind of going that style too, that alt country kind of thing. And I think some of that is just me being back in the South and kind of grabbing that. Like I, I noticed too, that like our church really responds like the each church or campus, whatever uh, church you're at. Um, they have a certain style too, and it's okay to kind of uh, find out what that is. Like sometimes I'll play super old hymns, really, uh, you know, like just old gospel and stuff like that, and our church really responds. And then sometimes I'll play some rocking new con- Christian contemporary stuff, and it it doesn't work, but sometimes it does. So I think it's just getting that feel. Um, you know, just listening, just really uh, turn on Pandora and just mm-hmm. find a station that you haven't heard before, and you'll get the craziest ideas from all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, there's a. I guess there's kind of an inherent problem in that art and music and stuff. It's artistic, and for for some reason, it really does require some sort of. I don't know a better way to describe it than arrogance and ego that you're going to decide to make a decision to do something different than has been done before. Mm. So that if you, you know, and that's what traditionally the artists and the secular artists and people they they don't they don't give a crap. So they're going to do whatever they want to do, and that mindset produces amazing good music and everybody knows it so and so yeah there may be sin and arrogance and ego wrapped up into that but the purely creative part isn't i mean so it is okay to do stuff different but then on the other hand when you have christian and everybody's quiet and serious and humble a lot of time goes into that as a sinful uh i'd say complacency and safeness and uh, afraid to express yourself or be who you are because of what people might think about you which is the opposite of of somebody just being artistically out there and so if that's what worship leaders are very reserved people who want to be really careful to make sure they do everything right you're not going to get good art out of that if that's what if that's if that's a goal at all you're not going to get it that way so you know that i don't know the, the solution to that but just to you have to have some kind of confidence or ignorance or ego or something to, to be able to step out and and make something different or new i don't i don't know another way to describe it hmm. that's good that's real good yes yeah that's fantastic, that was fantastic. <laughs> Gee, i i have one more question for you guys um so i i've, I've experienced this with leading worship and just because I'm particular with, with music and stuff, do you ever find that you, to, to serve your congregation in the best way, you're going to lead a song or play a song that you just really don't like personally? <laughs> yes, I do that all the time. There are definitely okay. songs that, like I said, I didn't really listen to any content, Christian contemporary music, so I want to do that because our, uh, our church um, knows those songs. So mm-hmm. there are songs that I, I know that people can just, they, they can recall them immediately. They don't have to even focus on the words and they're just singing and, and eyes closed and everything, you know, and I really like that part of the song. So that part makes me really happy and it's why I'm able to play them. But there are definitely some songs, um, yeah, where I just can't. I, I, I really dislike songs more and more that uh, are just, they always use I. 
I will do this. I'm going to lay this down. I'm going to do this. Lord, I, you know, and, and they say things that are, I, I believe, not true. Like, you, you are mine and I am yours forever. And, I, and, I, and now we are, you know, God, you are the king of my life and I will always follow you and I will always trust you. I, I feel like that's a little bit of a lie. I mean, that might be in the moment. It sounds great in a song because it sounds so emotional, but come Wednesday, I'm an, an a-hole again or something. You know what I mean? So I just can't, I just can't, I don't, I don't totally buy into that. I mean, I, I love songs about Jesus, man. Jesus just is encouraging us. Jesus did this. Jesus does that. He is our everything. And that's, that's just always at the crux for me. Cause it just feels like, yeah, man, I can really sing this. I, this is just so honest and real, man, regardless of me, Jesus is regardless of what I do. Jesus loves, you know, all those things are just really great. Awesome. That's it for this week's episode. As always, if you could head over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review, it really helps us become visible over there. And be sure to go over to thechurchcollective.com. If we haven't heard from you yet, we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. God bless you today.